0: This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day.
1: All right, let's get rock and rolling. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. Nick, it's been a while since we last talked. How have you been doing?
0: It has been. Honestly, Bob, you caught me on a a tired day. You know, we all have them. Um, Some days I say I'm doing great, some days they're like... All right, man. We're thriving days like this. Hey, we're just rolling with the punches, and that's okay too. All
1: right, a lot of a lot of things going on.
0: Yeah, just a uh, just a little bit, just a little bit tired. Um, you know, gotta admit that I'm human every once in a while, I'm feeling the feels. But I'll, I'll, like this is just you know, one little blip um, of a day in the grand scheme of things for a great week, for a great month. So everything's been good.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, thanks for coming on and doing this podcast for this week. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the blip in uh, <laughs> in this journey. It's and, so, and it's so interesting now because it just felt like yesterday. It was like Friday of last week, and now it's uh, Thursday. So it's like time just like flying by, um, and every day just another day, just going forward.
0: Absolutely, man. How have you been?
1: I've been, I've been good. I've been good. I got a, I don't know if this is too much information, but I, I cut my toenail, uh, today. Um, not like I, I it not like me personally cutting it, but like, like I went to the doctor and they cut my toenail, I don't know if that's <laughs> too so much information. Um,
0: well, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a, uh, a confidence experiment here. So well done, Bob. Yeah.
1: So, so, uh, that happened today. Um, yeah, Nick. Nick I, don't,
0: I don't know what I was expecting, Bob, but that wasn't it.
1: <laughs> no, I mean it's going it's going well. I mean every day it's it's, uh, it's another day. Um, you know, since I've been working more full time, it's, it's about a few months in. Um, I've been noticing that. I, I want to ask. I want to ask you this, Nick. Um, at the end of I guess the busy day when you had a lot of uh, a lot of cool patients interactions. Does your brain hurt?
0: Does my brain hurt? Ooh. Or did
1: your mind get? Does <laughs> your mind get tired? Ooh.
0: That's an interesting question. It's like where do we process the pain versus like where is the pain attributed to? No, I'm kidding. Well, that's a whole different conversation. Um, yeah, I think there is mental fatigue for sure. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with even you know, right like allocating our resources. Um, you know, how intensely based on different days are we. Um, spending your energy with that, how much kind of conditioning, training, volume do we have? Like getting after these intense thought processes are these things that are like, you know, always new, 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 like novel experiences. Yeah, it's going to be like sprint drills. Um, if we're used to thinking in like this higher capacity, you, just like anything else, like you said, Bob, you develop the muscle over time. Um, so yeah, some days I, uh, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and I think a gauge for me is like, hey, when I get back home, where it's the end of the day, right? how many more intellectual type things do I want to do? And that can be totally related to PT stuff or completely separate from that. Um, but yeah, that's usually my metric of like, hey, how much do I want to just be 100% zen in the moment? And how much do I want to do like any more intellectual type stuff? So I've, there are definitely days where I'm like, okay, we're chilling out now.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it sounds like definitely today. Today's one of those days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Today's one of those days, brother. And it's, uh, you know, it was a, uh, a poor, poor night, less than stellar, uh, night of sleep. And it's just one of those reminders that, Hey man, sleep affects everything. Those small things that we all value that we in general do most of the time when they're off caliber significantly, it's like, wow, that is a factor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did you get just, I guess, less than uh optimal number of hours?
0: Exactly. yep yeah. I, uh, i buy it by a long shot.
1: Okay. Wow, that's a lot going on. Sounds like so. So, thank you for braving on and coming on this podcast. Um, but no, I, I was thinking of. I don't know if you want to bring up anything specific on this uh, episode, but I was thinking just talking about, I guess, just fatigue, mental fatigue uh, on the on the job.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me more about that, Bob, as you're thinking about it, especially you know, related to what you talked about the end of the day stuff. And I'm, yeah, I'm curious your perspective as far as both. What you've experienced as you've been in different jobs, what other people around you have experienced, and, you know, what we think might be a potential solution for this profession
1: that, well, well, you know,
0: I, we might get it a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think having some mental fatigue is good, right? Some days you're like, all right, this whole caseload is, is just filled with patients that I got, I understand, I know what I'm doing. And then another day, it's like just every other patient is like, uh, okay, I'm thinking, Thinking hard of why did this happen and why didn't this happen, and then at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just shot in terms of my brain hurts. But at the same time, I think it's just so much fun in terms of just having this like mental puzzle going on in your head. Uh, even even with that fatigue, I, I mean, I think if you don't have any fatigue like mentally when you're doing work, I, I don't think that's that's really fulfilling. Especially, I guess, my opinion. Um, but what, what do you think, Nick?
0: Yeah, I think um, I, I play devil's advocate here a little bit. I think like anything else it can become conditioned, And you know, I think that if you don't have the training stimulus to do anything, um, then it's definitely not worth, you know, if you're not being intellectual with it. But I think over time, you know, people who are very deeply involved in this stuff, they do develop the chops, they do develop where That's just there. Automatic. That's their intentionality, their mode of thinking, that's what they go for, where that fatigue doesn't set in quite the same way, quite as strong. And I think that is something that we can condition and work up to. So I wouldn't always say that to the fullest degree. Um, i agree overall. And I think, you know, a lot of the ways that I view it is there is that like day fatigue of, hey, at the end of the day, like you said, how much energy do I have left? What I care more about is okay if I'm if I know I'm doing something at the end of the day, right? I meet up with some friends or like I'm hanging out with some good people. I got stuff to do. How much energy do I have to give to that stuff? And is it extremely depleted because of the work and other stuff during the day? But then also, even more important for me is okay, am I carrying any of the day behind me into the next morning? Right? It's like. I might be exhausted at the end of the day, then I kind of recover quickly, get some good rest, whatever. That's all fine here and there. But if there's a consistent pattern of, oh, man, I'm worn down the next morning, or the next day going into another day, that's where, you know, we got to really do some digging and do some soul searching and that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let, let me clarify in terms of mind getting hurt or, or, or uh, just a little bit of a, a headache. I, I meant like more in, the, I guess, a positive way i don't know if that makes any sense <laughs>
0: yeah no it it totally does bob absolutely
1: because not not in the sense of like okay i'm getting like burnt out kind of tiredness that it's affecting my other things but more so in a way of okay my mind's hurting because this is just so entertaining to me and I guess
0: just like less of like you said less of the burnt connotation much more just hey, I just have all this, like, stimulation around me. I'm, like, deeply involved in everything I'm doing in that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean for that aspect. And then, But to add on to the point of, like, the, the more experience you get, the the less you get of that, and I totally agree. Like, it's, I, for me, I think it's all about recognizing certain patterns for, for patients in the PP field specifically, like recognizing certain patterns of how people present. Um and once you see those patterns dozens and dozens of times, it's just, you're not as fatigued when you see it again, and you just keep on doing the, whatever you need to do. Um, but then sometimes patients don't fit the pattern, and then it's a whole new pattern that you have to, to work on and try to solve. And, and I think, again, that, that's where that fun comes in. But at the same time, the fatigue. But that's where I'm really trying to get at, Nick. And and I I think it's, I think it's something to good. Uh, something good to have, but may- maybe we're just going around in circles right
0: now. <laughs> no, I, I think that was good to clarify, Bob. And I think they, you know, they are truly different things or different flavors of the same idea. And um, yeah, I think it's in the the day, where It's important to be deeply involved in whatever process you're doing, right? And that you know, if you're doing something and you're not able to dig deep, or you know, when, when digging deep is needed. You know, it makes you kind of question, hey, are you just doing this to clock and clock out? Or is there some kind of, like, a level of joy behind it? Um, And I don't know. I think, for me, as much as you can deeply involve yourself in something, that is what allows the capacity for a joy to be there. You know, just because you get deeply involved, you can be miserable, you can be annoyed with it and have a kind of crappy attitude with it all. Um, But it's the opportunity to invite joy into your experiences is, I think, that is a really makes these moments the best they can be. I think we can only do that if we do those things like you talked about, about, hey, let's deeply ingrained, let's get in the flow, stay let's intellectually engage ourselves, let's be willing to wrestle with some crazy puzzles to explore things that we don't know yet.
1: Yeah, well, well, Nick, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. What do you think is that fine line? You mentioned, I mean, they're on a similar vein of, like, that burnt-out tiredness and that, like, stimulating tiredness. Yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead.
0: It's interesting because I think, you know, in many ways, it's like, I think of it as the same stimulus, just a different reaction to it, where, like, in the brain, right, the chemical, like, electrical, physiological signal for a nervousness and a excited kind of emotion or feeling for both those is the exact same signature. It's just the connotation of the rest of it, the rest of the situation going on in life that makes it what it is. And I think of this a very similar way where it's okay. What are the other factors in life? Do I have enough energy for everything else I'm doing? And ultimately, right, Bob is to, a lot of the things we talk about is about what is my priority. Right? I know plenty of people who are PTs who are unfortunately like, hey, their number one priority is not to be a good PT to continue to better themselves. I'm not saying they're absolutely shitty or bad or what they do or anything. They're still good providers. But when it comes down to it, you know, that might be a little bit lower on I mean, the totem pole at that time in their life. And that's okay. You don't want to judge them for it. There's other things going on. Um, I think it really does come down to what your priorities are and how you allocate energy for kind of, yeah, where you, where you distribute energy, where you balance yourself out from all these different areas. And that's what plays the biggest factor in my mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like where where you put most of your efforts are and that's, basically where your, mind gets, your mindset shifts to. Um, but if I were to go, I guess, answer my own question, and I, I was just thinking of this as I was asking the question for myself. I mean, you mentioned energy uh, or, or distributing where you're putting your energy. Um, and, and I think if I were to answer that question, it would be more like if you get something complex, like, you're able to, to understand it. And with that understanding, it allows it to to be an easier process and to to be fulfilling. Um, Like, it's everything that comes in and just feels like you're not doing anything that that actually has a purpose. It it just feels like, okay, I don't understand this. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm doing the same thing to everybody, and I just feel unfulfilled. And then I think that's where that mental fatigue just turns into that burnout fatigue. That's my as I as
0: I'm I'm just pulling this out of my butt right now. <laughs> yeah, I I I absolutely agree with that, Bob. Um and that, you know, I was having a conversation with a mentor of mine recently and just you know, good down to earth life talk, um, had some extra time and you know, basically the whole idea of, you know, the better person I am, it's not gonna guarantee I'll be a better P T, but it's a damn good chance it's gonna make me a better P T. And, you know, vice versa where less of a correlation but if I'm a damn good PT there's a solid chance it'll make me a better person too and they really ultimately, when they're the same thing when you don't separate you know, your job title from a aspect of your role in life, some of the things you value um, it becomes one the same, it becomes a lifestyle, it becomes a way of thinking and enjoyment and it's just, you know, all these things we can talk about in a lens and we talk about priorities for people, maybe at different stages right, somebody might want to commit more time or care to their family and that's a bigger priority to them than their physical therapy. And, dude, that's totally fine. There is nothing wrong with that, right? And with that scenario, we have to ask ourselves the same questions. Not only finding and achievement, and fulfillment in our family life, but whatever other priorities that we have, right? Are we still having that kind of, like, mental speaking search? And maybe it's a little bit less intellectual. Maybe it's a little more social or spiritual or whatever it might be, right? But are we going after stimulating things, chasing growth in those areas that we value or claim to value we have to have action to back it up and that's really what i believe that the root of joy is fulfillment and living a good life
1: wow yeah that's that's definitely like um if you're not if you're feeling that burnt out, just figure out what i mean this is going to sound super easier than than it'll be but if you're and it's also a message to me like if you're feeling burnt out just for any aspect just find an aspect where you'll you'll think you'll feel fulfilled put more energy into that and then see if anything blossoms
0: totally Uh, man and where it's like you know okay just for me I just love like and I'm kind of clarifying this as I talk about it out loud in a moment right what I'm either burnt out or pumped up doesn't matter either way because whatever happens right if the stock market's super negative if it's crazy red and can still get a little more green, even if it stays right. And if it's good, it's surging it's going strong, it can still get even better. And emotions are kind of like that too, right? They go up and down and roller coasters back and forth. And some spikes or troughs or seasons are a little bit higher or lower than others. If in the individual present moment, I just ask myself, what is my priority? And I kind of need that in terms of a general, like, hey, today or this, you know, day, in terms of maybe this month or this year, kind of future-oriented planning, or in terms of just in this exact specific breath moment experience, what is my priority? Because then it's not about what I'm feeling, right? It has nothing to do with my current emotion. It's only what is my priority. So then let me take action on that, okay? If this is my priority, what's one action I can do? And I truly like, I like to tap into my gut reaction a lot. I'm a little bit more of an intuitive kind of guy. Um, so I'd say, okay, if that's my priority, what can I do right now? step into that. And usually I will not even wait till like the thinking stage is just like, okay, let me just do something. Even if it's like a microsecond, a microaction. Um, going back to stuff you said before, Bob, kind of qu- quoting Tony Robbins about there are people or situations and times when we have to feel an emotion to take an action. And there are other times where we have to take action in order to feel that emotion and I think having both options are extremely powerful right where too many of us kind of just go for the first option and forget that the second really exists that we can get out there and create it um but, you know I I value for myself always having more options and I think that is the way to create more abundance for that and just ask myself a simple question what's my priority right now what do I value of that immediately get reaction, just take a micro action on it to move myself in that direction.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Thanks for that reminder of, of it's just all about that self-reflection. I love that, the Tony Robbins quote. I, I loved how you just have it in your mind in the back cabinet and you threw it out there. Um, I love it. It's, it's, it's like uh instead of thinking like, what can I, how can I be happy or, or, instead of thinking how I can be happy, it's more of like, what can I do to be happy? Like at this moment, um, may- maybe I, I tried Maybe I butchered that, but who knows? <laughs> but it's not hey, mistake, it doesn't man. matter
0: if you get the quarter night, right? You got, you got the intention. You got the meaning. Um, we all see where you're coming from, dude.
1: No, 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 that, no, that was great. But, um, I, I, I'm just real curious. I know this was like two minutes before you mentioned all that great stuff. You mentioned talking to your, uh, just having a hard to card conversation with another PT of, uh, being a good person will translate to being a good PP and vice versa. Being a PT will translate to being a good person. Um, or, uh, would you mind just, just expanding a little bit more on
0: that? Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of I won't share certain details and um, small little things that are kind of privy to you know the kind of confidence that I I give people for kind of the one on one sharing. That I'm really blessed to be able to have those conversations with them. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, right? Or I can use examples for myself. It's actually let me let me ask you, Bob. For you, what do you feel like are your two top values or attributes that make you a very good physical therapist?
1: Um, a good physical therapist. I guess the constant need. For growth and the constant uh, desire to to explore and, and discover new things.
0: So uh, you your 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 answer your answer interests me, right? Because you use the words desire and need, um, which could kind of go hand in hand, like a ying and a yang, where one's that desire that truly is like a self attribute, right? That's something that is centered with you within you, and the other is like a need, meaning almost like external something just like there's just like this need, this void that needs to be filled or something and that doesn't even necessarily have to do with you in particular, or else that's that's my interpretation of it. So I just find that fascinating where it's like, okay, what do our words really speak about us? So again, um, what are those say those two things one more time?
1: Honestly, I don't even know what I think it was uh the the need for growth mm-hmm. and the the desire to just getting exploring new things.
0: Absolutely. Now imagine, right, imagine for a second you're not a PT anymore. You're going to think about whatever kind of funny job you want to have, right? But don't even think about you having a job. Just think about yourself as Bob Chang. So, Bob, can you imagine yourself just as a person, just as you, right? However, your life story so far without PT in it, can you imagine yourself without having a need for growth?
1: no. <laughs> no.
0: And, and, and I don't want just like an immediate like no reaction, but like actually take like thirty seconds here just to ponder that, like what would my life look like without the need for growth? Who would I be? How would that just like not even look? But how would that feel so drastically different than anything I'm used to feeling in like the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, uh, honestly, it just feel I just feel empty. That, that's, yeah,
0: yeah. It's like it's like would you even recognize yourself anymore. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so let's get to the second one, right? What about the second one?
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, life would just be boring.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's, like, those things that, like, give you passion, that light you up in, like, this world of, like, physical therapy, right? And ultimately, you know, the whole, like, nature versus nurture type thing, can we ever separate, truly, fully separate, to scientifically understand, hey, whether, like, you know... PT that fueled that in you, or life that fueled you in that, in there that um, they both kind of help each other. I don't know for sure, and you know, I don't think it's maybe even important to know that. However, I mean it's just like with those kind of examples about the top things you value. It just it seems absurd, right? Because it's like okay, yeah, it's just it's absolutely absurd to attempt to separate them or live one without the other. So imagine for a second, Bob, a PT who has this need for growth, right? And has this desire. Yet in their personal life, they don't have that at all. They're like, no, I'm completely content where I am. Don't worry about anything else in my personal life. Let me just be kind of complacent, whatever. That's hard to imagine. Yeah. At least least for me, you know, I've I've probably stumbled across people who do, but the first question that sparks my mind is when I hear that, how much are they really have the need for growth in their professional life if there's no need in their personal life?
1: Yeah, that definitely. I I get it now. It's, it's just laid it out clear. Twitter as a bat.
0: So. You know, there are a lot of, you know, business coaches and mentors. So I know you're probably even in that world more than I am, Bob, that they talk about, you know, your main – if you show me your main – one of your main flaws in your business – I can connect some aspects of your personal life that's leading to that, right? Well, see yourself well. as a business leader, it's like, okay, in this situation that you're struggling with in your business, sure, there are financial stuff to go with, it. sure, there are decision-making things, and I can point out some way that you resemble similar struggles in your own personal life regarding these issues. Now, it may be more blatant in your personal life. It may be more blatant in your business life. Either or fine. But the fact that there are direct, strong correlations that they cannot be truly separated. Yeah. Wow. And, and in some ways, it kind of, you know, it, it makes it more joyful, more wholesome. And for me, it also simplifies it. Okay? Like, I don't have to worry about... We talked about priorities, right, Bob? I can intellectually and emotionally now understand and comprehend... I don't have to worry about how much like how much of my like pie that I can give myself my hundred percent. How much do I have to give to my personal life versus how much I can give to my professional life? I know that it ebbs and flows and goes back and forth. So as I'm in a stage of my life, I'm like, hey, I need to work on this personal thing for myself for da 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 this or so reason or this type of like relationship kind of thing, or I need to work on this stage of my professional life. I know it's going to fuel the other. I know if it's wholesome, if it's joyful, if it's for the right reason, and things that I value, it will fill the other. It will fulfill that. It will fuel that if done for the right reasons in the right way.
1: Yeah. No. That's that's awesome. That's that's. I mean, uh, I'm going to put it super simplified, but but it's like how you do how you do one thing, how you do everything. Okay.
0: Um, Absolutely. And it's and that's the nice thing is it's it's even simpler than that, right? It's that, it's almost that butterfly effect where everything you do affects everything else where it's not just that, hey, because I do something with a certain tenacity in my professional life, I'm actually going to do it in my personal life. No, the tenacity that I have directly overspills into direct specific effects. It's like finding, you know, with your patients, finding the exact one main impairment, even though they've got pain or issues in like six different areas, that was the one key that they happened to need to unlock everything else, so then you're good to go again'
1: yeah. wow. that, was, that was that was good that was good i I liked that I no I love that
0: so that guy I don't
1: wanna i
0: mean i mean i I'm, I'm 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 gonna, add, I'm gonna add ten more seconds to that Bob right yeah, and so there's this podcast group that I love called One thing. Um, you may have heard of them before, but I love the word. It simplifies to what's the one thing I can do now or need to do. This whole message boils down to that, right? Find your priorities. Lead to action. What is the one thing that I can do to get me closer to that? And that's ultimately your answer in the summary of this entire evening.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I love how you're just li- living and breathing it, Nick. And you're just reminding us, everybody on the podcast, especially me, every day to just... Reflect on that one thing uh, and just take action.
0: And and, and here's the thing, dude, right, is that some days are easier to live than others. I'm in a day right now where it's harder to live that to its fullest extent because there are other factors, right? I haven't done the things that I normally need to do, that I normally do to fill my metaphorical cup, if you will, to have more energy to give. And so maybe my actions today might not be as profound or as meaningful as other times, yet I'm still choosing to move in that direction.
1: Well, that's amazing. No, I mean, thanks for sharing. Thanks for coming on. I know it's a a big day for you, uh, especially with the lack of sleep. So, I mean, well, let's wrap it up with some accountability um, and see how how we're doing with that.
0: Absolutely. So, last time um, I set my accountability goal for starting out my presentation, um, getting that underway. I completed that, although I did pretty much the near the bare minimum to do it. One of those things, but okay. I set goals, had a standard. It was true; the accountability helped me to do it, just to get it done. And I'm fine with that at this stage. Um, yeah, let me let me let me grew a little bit on accountability. Accountability for this next time. I'll let you go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think last time I said I was going to watch my two videos over again. And I did that multiple times. I think I watched it three times. Um, so, so, so it was my video of, I, it was this uh, video on, um, ridiculous stuff, ridiculous symptoms in the back. And the first time I watched it a few months ago, I didn't understand it. The second time I watched it, I got it a little bit. And then I watched it three more times. Um, and now I, I think I have a firmer grasp of <laughs> what I'm watching. <laughs>
0: So, so I mean, all, all, all I heard from my non-PT guy is Bob just hanging around watching ridiculous videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean,
1: um, no, it was good. You know, I, it, there's this quote that that I uh, that I remember. It's uh, repetition is the mother of learning and the father of action. I think I, I shared this last time.
0: <laughs> there we yep. go. There
1: it is again. So, and, it,
0: and it comes to repetition, absolutely.
1: Yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, so accountability for for my side. Honestly, I am – I'm going up to – I'll be going up to Buffalo for my my mentorship hours uh, a few weeks from now. I'm I'm getting ready for that um, in terms of just preparing and then reading more stuff for – preparing for, like, OCS and things like that. Um, So I have these – Okay. I'll I'll do this. I have my independent study courses that I need to finish. I think I have three more with the due dates in like July, like the end of July. But I wanna, ha- I just wanna finish one, one more uh, by the next time we talk, which is, which is a lot. So I'll be, I'll be putting it on the accountability list.
0: All right, I like that. I think for myself, um, actually, it's one, one kind of cool moment I want to share. Um, so there's one of the PTAs that work for me, um, at my clinic and. Anyway, he asked me a while back to write him a letter of recommendation applying to physical therapy school. And Stanley Pump says last week we found out that he got into a school. Um, So big deal for him. Really excited for him. and seeing his progress and growth and everything. Um, I have letters that I've um, verbally agreed to write for different people. I've got two letters for faculty for their 10-year promotion that I'll be writing. And I've got a letter of recommendation for someone applying to physical therapy school um i have started zero of those so my accountability for next time will be to have started all of them and at least get a solid framework out for each and kind of a decent rough draft for all of them
1: i love it no that's that's great that you're giving back to the community and then helping everybody out
0: well more than that was done for me so you know it's a uh, yeah, yeah and well, plus, plus let me put it this way, right? Is I'm sure we could have people ask us, "Hey, would you be willing to write me one?" I'm like, "Uh, you probably wouldn't want me writing you one. I don't want to say many good things, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of kidding, but you know, it's yeah, yeah. the people that are the ones that reach out are very typically usually the ones that are taking initiative and are very deserving of it anyway.
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, Nick, it was a pleasure. Thanks for hopping on. I'll see you uh, next time. See you later, Bob. Take care.